What's up, guys? CJ here, and welcome back to another all-new episode of the Hybrid TV Podcast. I'm joined by Nick. What's up, guys? And Aaron. Hello. And it's been far too long since the last time I was on a Hybrid TV episode. Literally, I think, I know Nick and Aaron were on the one that just went up this past week. How was that one? Because I yeah. haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. What was the uh, what was that like? Diving back in, you you trailblazers, you pioneers, coming back to hyper TV. That was an intimate two men episode. Intimate episode. We had candles set out, wine poured, light jazz tone. playing, uh, all the jazz. So I had like porn playing in the background oh my on God. my TV. <laughs> yeah, we stopped talking just so you can hear the the moans exactly. and whatnot. <laughs> you can hear the ass jiggling. So good. <laughs> yeah, it breaks for just a little bit, a little bit too long. Uh, it was a little bit too quiet. Uh, but no, so it's good to be back. I honestly, like, I'm bummed that I missed that first episode in Conflicts. But it's good to actually have, like, the podcast back and in full swing. I know we got hit up by so many people on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, everybody messaging and asking where exactly the podcasts were. And finally, they're back. It's been July 31st was the last um Nope, hold on, that's wrong. Uh, I don't know why it gave me that one. But uh, it's been literal months since the last episode of Hyper TV went up. Um, so it is good to be back. When was the last episode? It was like uh, something about The Walking Dead, I think. It was like Rick leaving. Yeah. I think it yeah. was. Way back when that happened. And like, it's been so long. Some point in the summer, I it's think. It's been so long that that actually happened. That's already happened. Uh, which is kind of like crazy to think about that that's like. Like, that was it was kind of seen as like the end and it's like um, if we were doing it the entire time I'm sure we would probably have like a pretty big conversation about that um, but it's oh, that was actually last May last May last was one. the last one dang wow I remember like we had all these big plans and we still have all these big plans but uh, you know Hybrid Network TV season 2 starting now which is crazy because like we're calling these things season 2 I think these seasons are going to run forever like these are going to be the unending seasons uh <laughs> It's going to be like the anger management of podcasts. Exactly. Anger management or like, uh, you know, some sort of like daytime soap opera. (laughs) Yeah. Aaron, how's your life been recently? Life's been good. Have you met any YouTube celebrities recently? Any YouTube celebrities (laughs) recently? Uh, Other than Nick, I mean. Oh, of course. Uh, I met Jessica Hernandez. Ooh. Cool. Yeah. I met her on the, you know, Jessica? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she's been, uh, she's done like stuff on what's it called uh, the the Buzzfeeds and oh uh, yeah, yeah 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 but no I, I ran into her like on the subway oh, and shit. she was going to yeah she's going to yeah. a concert and she's friends with uh, uh, former SourceFed host William Haynes so we were talking about like life and like what she's doing how I'm going about achieving my goals and. My experiences I've had with, with uh, with Will running into him <laughs> in the past, and just caught, yeah. us, caught us up on that, and I don't think we could talk about that on air. Uh, <laughs> Not on here, no. Dude, he did a dab with Will. <laughs> he dabbed yeah, with we, Will. Just actually, we, like you know, dabbed on him. Dabbed but, on him. We dabbed on these fools. Exactly. <laughs> uh, gotta love it. California yeah. love, but uh, California dude. love. There you go. There you go. Dude, yesterday we saw if Beale Street could sleep. If Beale Street could sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was so boring. Oh man, that's uh, well, that's gonna that's a hot take because that's one of the award season favorites this year. I hear uh, it's gonna be one of the big ones, uh, potentially a massive move from uh, my guy Barry, uh, and it'll be interesting. Barry Jenks, the Jenks. Any relation to any relation to Patty, <laughs> Barry and Patty? They should team up. They should do something together. Uh, the Jenkins, the Jenkins directing duo, but <laughs> the Jenkins, the Jenkins. So moving on, like actually talking about like television. <laughs> <laughs> Other than like just uh, just Barry Jenkins and, and William Haynes, uh, what sh- what have you guys been watching recently? Because I mean, there's so many. It kind of like is such a big question. Like I remember every time we would do this in the old iteration of the show, uh, we kind of like always started off the episodes with like, oh, what have you been watching this week? Like, what's new? Like, is there something that you want to recommend that people haven't heard of uh, that people might enjoy? Like, everybody was always watching something different. Uh, which always made it really exciting to try and be like, oh, I've never watched that. Tell me about it. Uh, and like listening to everything that people were watching. And I know we all, all three of us have been watching very different things. Uh, like, so Nick, what have you been watching recently? Not much. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching, uh, let's make a deal a lot recently. <laughs> I, li- I like my, my boy, uh, yeah, it's good. 
Well, hold on. So Drew Carey's price is right. Let's make a deal. Is uh, oh man, Wayne Brady. No, it's uh, Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady is Wayne Brady still doing it? Because he's yeah. been doing Hamilton yeah. in Chicago. Is he still? Uh, he's still the host. I oh, know Wayne. Bra- so they film like a, don't they film like a shit ton of episodes before? I'm like, sure. He does stuff like that. Wayne. Yeah. Well, he's doing all kinds of stuff. Is he on the Masked like Singer? Steve Harvey. I mean, honestly, he is because he was doing. He's on the Bold and Beautiful. He's yeah. He's the host of Let's Make a Deal. He's doing Hamilton now. Wait, he's on uh, the Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, like people are oh, like, yeah, well, I saw on, I saw on like Instagram. He was like, hit, like <laughs> this lady was like messaging him saying, "It's like, oh, I hate your character on the show." And he was like, he screenshotted it and posted it and was like, "Don't come at me with this negativity, woman." <laughs> I was like, that's yeah, incredible. I don't need this in my life. <laughs> the clapback was just like, oh. which is great. Ugh. I'm still into like game shows and stuff. I watch like uh, Price is Right and Wheel of Fortune and all that like all the time. So. I do love uh, like Price is Right, Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy. Like I love watching those. It's insane. Have you watched any of the? Uh... So my confession, it's confession time. I watched uh, the first episode of the Titan Games, um, and I've got to say, like, I had been making fun of that show mercilessly since it was announced. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. This is going to be hilariously bad. I got to admit. It sucked me in. Like, the only stupid thing about it is they keep calling um, The Rock. They don't call him The Rock or, or Dwayne. They just call him DJ. And I was like, this sounds like you're trying to, like, come up with, like, a cool nickname for a man that has the coolest nickname on Earth. Oh, uh, God. Just just call him The Rock. But everyone's like, hey, DJ. You know, it's like the commentators are like, back to you, DJ. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Uh, but, <laughs> dude, it is wild. It's crazy. It's kind of like American Gladiators, but with, like, actually, like, really tough looking shit like it's just a ton of weightlifting, and then they have like so you've got to do this one challenge to win and then they have you go head to head with another winner on like this obstacle course thing it's like absolutely like ridiculously challenging you've got to push like this 450 pound plate thing up a hill and then climb these like wipe out log things and then punch your like punch holes in a wall to climb up it's absolutely like ridiculous it's a huge spectacle it's it's incredible uh and so- i actually so it's Highly like the most testosterone-filled show that yeah. you've seen on TV. It's like exactly like what you'd expect, like a game show from The Rock to be, like an actual like reality like competition show from The Rock. Because he, you know, at first I was like, "There's no way The Rock thought of all these things." And then they go like challenge by challenge, and I was like, "Okay, The Rock came up with every single one of these challenges." <laughs> um, or at least he like gave him some ideas and was like, "Make this happen." And they were like, "I don't know if we can do that." And he was like, "Just make it happen." Um, but no, it's it's. I highly recommend. It's it's weird. I mean, I'm probably not gonna be watching it like every week, but I'll like tune in because it actually is. I don't give a shit about the people's backgrounds or their backstories. Like, I don't need to hear it. Like, I just want to see them do amazing things. Like, let me just not pay attention to you, and just like watch the watch the like you lift way more weight than I'm ever gonna lift in my entire life. Um, do they get money for doing it? I don't even know. So that's the crazy thing is I watched <laughs> the first episode. They've had three episodes now. I haven't seen the second or third ones. I'll go back and watch them. But in the first episode, they did not mention what the prize was at all. At <laughs> all. do it like, for donuts. No, no, I mean, I, they might. Like, some of these people are, like, insane. Um, let's see. Titan Games prize. We're going to find this out. Uh, but, Aaron, while I look this up, what have you been watching recently? Uh, before I say that, I hope at the end of every episode they get to challenge The Rock to his own challenge to see if, for Double Jeopardy. That's what I was hoping it was going to be. Like, they got to fight The Rock, like, at the end of all of this. Because it's all, like... Um, so basically what they have is, like, every episode they have, like, eight contestants, uh, like, four men, four women, and then they have, well, sorry, they have 16 contestants in every episode, four, uh, eight men, eight women, and then it's, like, groups of two go head-to-head, and then it's, like, it's, like, almost like a bracket, where it's, like, then the winner of the first challenge faces off with another winner in the obstacle course, and whoever wins is a quote-unquote titan, and they go on to the next round, and they do this, like... 16 person group like every episode and they're going to do that for like eight episodes um which is insane and then they're all going to have like this tournament of of titans as as the back half of the series and i was hoping like the end of all of this they make their way it's like the man and the woman titans that finally emerge on top they have to team up to try and fight the rock and i just hope (laughs) the rock the rock kills them on live television Uh, (laughs) actually snap their neck uh, <laughs> just <stupid. laughs> basically just uh so apparently the the uh the prize money is a hundred thousand okay. uh, dollars you are the titan champion and you get a hundred thousand uh, dollars but 
Yep, and most of the contests are inspired by Dwayne Johnson's workouts, apparently. Wow. <laughs> Which I don't and believe. But, I don't uh, believe. So the second half of the season is going to be the, uh, the Titans are going to clash, is what you're yes, saying. Yes, clash the Titans. Uh, and then, like, there's going to be a war of the Titans, I expect. Like, once they have enough Titans, um, going to fight. What's funny is he was, like... He's got the the obstacle course is called Mount Olympus. I was like, you obviously like paid very little attention to Greek mythology. Um, <laughs> uh, but what have you been watching, bud? I have been watching a couple different shows. The one I just finished a couple days ago was this comedy called F- College with Friends or call no Co- Friends from College. There you yep, go. Yep. I know my shows. <laughs> College with College with Friends. friends. Totally it was a, a gripping show. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it really had an impact on me because I knew the title so well. But Friends from College is a really good show about these guys, uh, this, this social group of people who have come together for the first time in like 20 years post-college mm-hmm. for like some sort of event. And hilarity ensues from their reunion because uh, their social dynamic brings out certain aspects of their personalities that don't really come out when like Kobe Smulders like Kobe Smulders like when they're not together like they bring out the, the craziness and the and the, the youthful energy in one another so it's a really interesting dynamic to watch it has Fred Savage has Keegan-Michael Key has Kobe Smulders in it really good time thoroughly enjoy it you should check it out dude Fred Savage is acting still yep. Fred Savage not is just acting, in uh, not so just funny. in Once Upon a Deadpool where do they dig him up from Once Upon a Deadpool <laughs> <laughs> They saved oh, Aaron, what have you been watching recently? Uh, another show, <laughs> another oh. show I've been watching was uh, was Happy. Ah, dude, I like honestly, I saw the trailer for that and I was like, I'm totally gonna watch that, and I I never did. Uh, but what is what is it like? It's really weird and very high energy. Christopher Maloney from SVU is the lead, along with Patton Oswalt, is this little animated unicorn named Happy. I've seen like the first three episodes of it. It's really it's really interesting, really entertaining so far. I think it is definitely a show I want to continue watching because it's just so weird and off the walls. And it's actually based on a comic book, which I didn't know until like I looked it up the day after watching it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I heard it was like a, yeah, it was like a graphic novel, wasn't it? Or uh... Yeah, yeah, graphic novel. My bad. And I think but... it, uh, they're waiting for like, did they get renewed for season two yet? Or I saw it was on Netflix and they were like... Yeah, I think it did. The Netflix ratings were really big to that, I think. Oh, um, yeah. I saw it was like a, a sci-fi show. I'm like, how is this show on sci-fi? It's so exactly, like, right? It's so graphic and I'm like the language on it. I'm like, could they play this on regular TV? Yeah. <laughs> they can. Sci-fi's actually been doing some pretty good shit recently. Like, Expanse. Like, I'm really bummed that that got, you know, canceled eventually. But I was really impressed, like, by the quality of that show. And then Happy as well was, like, really, really good. Um, and I've heard really good things about Deadly Class, that show that uh, the Russo brothers are executive producing. Oh, uh, yeah, it's good. I have not watched it, but I've heard good things. I kind of saw, like, the first couple of minutes. I was like, I'm going to watch this later. And I still have not. Um, but I tell myself I'm going to do things all the time, and I, I just don't. But uh, <laughs> this All right. So on that note. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. We've got actually some uh, another show that I did watch, another show that I recently watched, as in I watched... Uh, last night as of recording this. Star Trek Discovery is back in its second season after, uh, let's just say, a rocky start uh, <laughs> in, its, in its first season. Uh, just alienated a lot of the Star Trek fan base. Um, there are a lot of people saying it's you know SJW propaganda, a lot of people that took offense to some of the changes they made to Star Trek mythology, specifically with regards to like the Klingons and Michael Burnham being Spock's foster brother, something that's never brought up uh, before and uh, never brought up after the show. Uh, But that's kind of front and center in season two, and it just debuted last night. A lot of people, myself included, are saying that it's probably the best the show's ever been because they kind of traded out some of the melancholy of the first season for a much more fun and action-packed and adventurous adventurous start, at least, to season two. Um, But it was really, really good. I I really liked it. Did you guys, uh, either of you guys, get a chance to watch the premiere, or have you watched uh, any of the show in the past? The only thing I've seen of the show is like a quick clip of a dude who looked like Spock with a beard, and I was like, Vulcans can grow beards. What? Apparently, apparently he can. Uh, yeah, that was kind of shocking to me as well. Um, and that's you know, that's kind of like a big crux of this season because they mentioned and it was kind of like, 
his, his beard is huge. It's a huge plot point. Um, it's massive. He can grow one, and that makes him rare, uh, and it makes him a target. Um, people want to they want to kill him uh, for his beard. But the it's it's just it's insane. Like so, in the first season, they made like Michael Burnham is the Foster brother. She was adopted by uh, Sarek, Spock's dad. Uh, it's kind of like a human Vulcan relations thing after her parents were killed by the Klingons. And uh, everyone was like, oh, Spock never had a sister. This is never brought up. And this season kind of tells you why. And it's because they don't have a great relationship. They don't, you know, really like each other that much. Um, which kind of feels out of character for Spock. They mentioned that in this episode. It's mostly like Spock didn't accept her as a sister. And that just kind of felt like a slap in the face. But uh, otherwise, the show was really good. They added like the biggest shock to me was so they've got the big addition this season is Anson Mount, is uh, one of the new leads who plays Captain Pike. So any any Star Trek fans out there know Captain Pike was the guy who had command of the Enterprise before uh, Captain Kirk, and he's amazing. He is so good in this. It's absolutely really really shocking actually uh, that he is as good as he is. Um, <laughs> Almost too good. <laughs> Almost too good. It's like one of those things where it makes you really wish Inhumans was actually better uh, because uh, he's just, I mean, between this and like Hell on Wheels, I'm like, the dude's actually a good actor. Um, and he, But he's perfect because he's like very much like a Captain Kirk type, uh, like energy and presence. He feels a lot like uh, like Chris Pine's Captain Kirk and that he's just oh, kind of okay. like kind of like irreverent and like kind of off the cuff. Uh, very very funny uh just kind of brings a lot of like energy and 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 upbeat kind of you know like he he does bring he elevates the show in my opinion because the one knock that i had on it last season was it was kind of like tonally like very i i kind of depressing kind of like apathetic and i get it it was like a war but a lot of it was like he it didn't seem like these people liked being around each other at all like in this season so far it's like okay these are like they're the interplay is better the banter is better it just is a lot more fun to watch um and so far it's got an 89 percent on rotten tomatoes which is even higher than uh the first season so a lot of people agree with uh, a lot of people seem to seem to agree that it is better than better than it has been before uh, so Nick. where does this take place in the timeline? Is this like the Abrams universe or is this like the OG universe? So it's really, really, really interesting. Um, according to everything that they said about the show and just like a, kind of a brief refresher for people that either like watched the first season or didn't watch the first season, the show actually takes place in the original, what they call the prime timeline. Um, and it takes place roughly like 10 years before the original series I think at this point it's closer to like nine years or eight years before the original series uh, following last season followed the events of the, the Klingon war. It's kind of ended, you know, spoiler alert for the end of last season that ended. And now we're kind of into this um, more sciencey and exploration oriented uh, saga of the Star Trek universe that like the original series itself kind of takes place in. Um, and so it is going to lead into directly into the events of the original series, probably. But we're seeing a lot of that groundwork laid here with Captain Pike and Spock. Spock isn't in this first episode at all. He's just mentioned. Uh, and so it's kind of like part of the story this season is going to be a little search for Spock. Uh, mm. Kind of like the movie. But uh, <laughs> it is really interesting to see kind of like how this how they're going to keep it going. Because part of me is like this first episode was literally my favorite episode of the series so far. Um and, and I'll be really interested to see if they can maintain it over the course of the actual season because the critics all seem to be saying it's it's better than it was last year. But the fans kind of seem to be taking offense. Uh, we uploaded our review last night, and as of recording this, it's got 70 dislikes to uh, 186 likes. So clearly there's, uh, there's still some hatred. Um, there are a lot of people, like the top comments are all like people saying that it was a, a great start. Um, Arthur C. Savio said it was absolutely fantastic and can't wait for more. A lot of people said they loved it, um, but there are absolutely some people that uh, there are absolutely some people that uh, did not really love it. Uh, someone said it was cultural Marxist propaganda masquerading as sci-fi. Um, just gonna say that's you know Star Trek in general, buddy. <laughs> uh, you need to go back and watch the original series um, or Next Generation or any of it. People saying a little less of the political uh, reviews. Somebody said uh, it's a snooze fest. Um, Basically, this uh, should not exist. Uh, the show is so bad; it makes Enterprise an awesome show, um, not a good show. You know, yada yada yada. 
The jokes were goddamn awful, horrible, the equivalent to throwing up in my mouth. Makes oh, train wrecks seem more entertaining. Uh, it is really, really interesting to see kind of like the the divisiveness. Um, and a lot of it, I think, rooted in politics, but some of it rooted in the fact that they're changing up a lot of stuff. But uh, some people saying, as, as many bad reviews as there are, there's still some good reviews saying, it's like, hey, I've been a hardcore Trekkie since the 70s, and I adore Discovery. It's a great start to a new season from... Uh, Jared Nil, 69, great name. Uh, and the pod scene was incredible. Um, Rich Satter said he loved it. He can't wait for the rest of this season. Uh, lots of lots of positive reviews. I would say it's a good start. Um, I don't know if you guys have any plans on checking it out, but I highly recommend it. I would say you you know you might not even need to check out season one because it does take a while to get going. But <laughs> um, you just skip that entirely. You can just skip it. You can just skip it entirely. Um, have they uh, have they cast the new Spock yet? They have. He's an actor named Ethan Peck. Uh, he's the guy with the beard. Um, oh. Yep. He is. Uh, he is. That is actually Spock. And it's interesting because he does kind of look. It's it's tough because Leonard Nimoy looked so weird. That I love <laughs> Leonard Nimoy to death, but he just he had such a he looked so alien that um, you know they're having a hard time finding somebody that you know to really kind of exactly have that look. Peck does look. I think he looks a little bit closer than Zach Quinto did. Um, but how he is as Spock, we'll have to wait and see. The little bit that they show this episode, I'm kind of like, I'm not sure that I like the portrayal yet. Because um, he definitely sounds very uh, very non-Spockish to me. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how that happens. Because I know Star Trek is kind of going to be the flagship franchise of CBS All Access from everything they've said. With uh, the new Picard show, a couple animated series coming. Are they um, doing a Picard show? They are. They're doing a Picard show that's going to pick up. I think they said um, some years after the end of Next Generation, with um, Patrick Stewart coming back. Uh, completely different, you know. Completely different. Uh, it finds Picard in a very different place. And what's really interesting is that they said, I guess the description. We haven't talked about this yet. The description uh, that came out a couple of days ago from one of the writers, one of the executive producers, I think actually. Uh, Described the event that changed Picard's life was the dissolution of the Romulan Empire, which uh, was really interesting because the articles that I was reading on it were saying that that's probably referencing what happened in the J.J. Abrams movie where Romulus is um, destroyed. And that didn't make a ton of sense to me because, um, like, if that's the case, then Picard... Um, well, so Romulus is destroyed in, the, in like, the prequel comic... Uh, Picard in that timeline was an ambassador that was helping Spock uh, yeah. trying to to prevent the the disaster. So there are a lot of people saying that that show might actually take place in the the J.J. Abrams timeline uh, oh, as, Abrams. as opposed to the original timeline, which would be an interesting change because um, we know like there's very different you know that that there would be three different versions of Picard we would have seen on screen then like the regular version the mirror universe version which we saw um you know in in some some books and stuff like that and then uh this version which would be the the Abrams version and that kind of like a lot of people are saying that you know would they ever do like a, a film like a new version of the next generation films which you know I don't think is going to happen at this point but uh it would be really interesting to see kind of like if that's what they mean cuz the other thing they mean might just be like it could have dissolved sometime after, you know, the events of, of next generation, uh, for whatever reason. But the Romulans are bad news. So uh, either way, well, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Well, if they do reboot the movies, they'll just get James McAvoy to play the, the unwearied of him. That would be great. I mean, honestly, I'd be down for that. Uh, it'd be just... hilarious. That's just his, his lot in life is playing Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Stewart. A younger Patrick Stewart. Um, although he's got a couple of years before he can do that, because I think Patrick Stewart was already like in his 50s by the time Next Generation started. All right, yeah. But give McAvoy yeah. 10 more years to do other things. But uh, He's got time. <laughs> he's got some time. Do we want to jump over to the other major sci-fi franchise and talk about a little TV show Star that's in there? Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh, so while the movies might be kind of like hitting a little bit of a stumbling block for Star Wars, which is an, a, a topic of discussion for another podcast, I guess. Um, the TV side is kind of actually kicking off a little bit more uh, with this new live-action series that's coming to Disney+, Plus. John Favreau's The Mandalorian. What do you guys make of that show in general? We've never really talked about it before because we didn't have like 
it was announced, and I guess we talked about it like a little bit with the rumors before the show, uh, before HNTV kind of took a, a hiatus. But now that it's back, we haven't talked about any of the new updates. Are you guys excited? What's your What's your barometer right now on that? I don't know too much about it, so I can't really say I'm exactly excited. I need to see a trailer first, I think. But from everything I've I have seen about it and have heard about it. I'm pretty excited. The cast looks really cool, and that set photo was really awesome. I'm just curious what the tone's going to be. It's going to be the first thing that's like a live-action series that has nothing to do with the events of the main sort of uh, Skywalker story, you know? So yeah. I'm curious. It needs to be like 1313. So that's like that would be really interesting if they do something like that, where he's just kind of like a bounty hunter traveling the galaxy. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that in just a second. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's really interesting because it's one of those things where I think seeing is believing so much of the time. And, like, even though we're hearing this is happening and the cast looks incredible, I mean, they've got, like, Nick Nolte, Warner Herzog, Gina Carano, Pedro Pascal in a, a main major role as, as the Mandalorian, um, along with some other incredible actors as well. Uh, you know, Taika Waititi is directing an episode. We've got John Favreau, Dave Filoni, I think, is also directing an episode. Um What's her face? Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is directing an episode as well. Uh, you know, there are a lot of great people involved, and the show's got like a hundred million dollar budget, so there is like movie level money involved. Uh, so it should look great. Uh, but it's one of those things where until it all kind of comes together in a trailer, like you said, I don't know that I'd believe it. What do you guys make of the cast? Like it's it's an all star uh, lineup. It's that they've good. Yeah, Pedro Pascal absolutely like to me uh, is the, a perfect casting for that role. Um, but it's gonna be. Yeah, he's perfect for Mandalorian. He's supposed to be from Mandalore, right? The planet or something? Or... I think so. I think he's. Um, I haven't exactly kind of like heard how exactly he ties into that culture, but I think they did say the earliest rumors, which seem to be correct from making Star Wars, because they uh, making Star Wars has their finger on the pulse as always. Uh, they've been really spot on recently, but especially with this series, they were saying that it's gonna be about like restoring Mandalorian culture and like sort of this battle within the Mandalorian people who are kind of like scattered across uh, the galaxy like to, to mm. reclaim the reclaim the honor, which is something that, who knows, might tie into the, the sequel movies a little bit. Um, yeah. We know in the in the, the EU, Boba uh, united the clans sometime after Return of the Jedi and became Mandalore. Um, it'd be interesting to see if that's like a story arc for pedro pascal's character um or potentially boba already has united the clans and become mandalore um we don't even know if boba fett's alive <laughs> it's in this new universe that's never been confirmed as far as we know his he's still stuck in the pit but uh but so uh it's it's really interesting so we uh the news that we've got to talk about why we're talking about that today not just because it's something that we haven't talked about yet although that's as, as good a reason uh, as good a reason as any um, Disney Plus is coming out sometime, someday. It'll it'll be released, um, might be released this year, might be released early next year. But they're going to be showing off um, the very first look at Disney Plus, uh, according to Variety's digital editor Todd Spangler. Uh, they're going to be showing that off to investors, Disney investors, on April 11th. So a few months away, but they'll give a, a look at the UI, a look at some of the shows that are coming out and being prepared. That means we'll probably get a look at some of the Marvel series that are in development, potentially the Loki series, which seems to be the farthest along, maybe the Winter Soldier series as well, or the Winter Soldier Falcon series, potentially. But it'll also give us a look at the Mandalorian, um, and it definitely seems many people are speculating that, that means that we're going to see some first footage from the Mandalorian at this event, seeing as the show will be done filming by then, as far as we know. Um, it's also probably going to, like like I said, we're probably going to see some other other content, but April 11th seems to be the day and that'll probably it'll be interesting to see we might get a trailer like very shortly after that um potentially if they're ready for that but um it is a huge huge something to look forward to over the next couple of months uh any thoughts on that on the wait i guess for for april um and when do you think we might actually see the show debut uh probably this year i think is what they saying they're trying to launch it in like fall or something or yeah that'd be great i mean the uh, if they can get it get it going by like September or October, how special effects heavy it's gonna be? It's gonna be very grounded, or it's gonna be like very uh, very like fantastical with like the the fight scenes and stuff. That's what I'm very curious about. 
Well, Making Star Wars posted some um, they posted some information and, and set photos, and it looks like uh, the set photos make it look like it's going to be very practical. There's not going to be a ton of green screen. Uh, they're doing a lot on location, um, but at the same time, it, uh, from what we're hearing, like the special effects are going to be kind of ridiculous. Like there's some technology, like movie level special effects. Um, there's some technologies that are being used for like mocap characters. That's apparently like ridiculous. Um, like suits that are actually like like real practical suits that are being made to like move, uh, like mapping somebody's face and like the suit is moving and uh, it's it's kind of insane. Uh, what we're hearing that you know that might be characters like Werner Herzog and, and Nick Nolte. They're not actually going to have physical roles, but they'll be playing characters that are going to be a mix of practical effects and CGI. Um, oh, yeah. That's awesome. But on that note, we do actually have uh, a little bit of a leak, some leaks, some potential spoilers for the Mandalorian here. So major spoilers. Major spoilers. Uh, as far as we've been told, like we've asked a couple of people about, about this, there was some other information in the link that was corroborated by our our sources here at HN. Um, and while we couldn't corroborate the Mandalorian stuff directly, it does sound very much in line with what we've been hearing from other outlets like Making Star Wars. And if the other information in the report was correct, there's a really, really good chance that this is correct as well. So if you don't want to be spoiled, click away now. Um, give them a couple seconds here to, to click away. Pause for edit. Um, no. Uh, so the Mandalorian. So this is straight from this leak. It comes to us from 4chan. It was a major, major leak that, like we said, had some... Uh, accurate information in it uh, that we can confirm. Um, so the episodes in The Mandalorian are going to be standalone, aside from the first and last episode, 1 and 8. Uh, and the entire series chronicles the Mandalorian's adventures and activities in the Outer Rim. Uh, they do confirm here that the show does take place uh, sometime after the events of Return of the Jedi and the fall of the Empire. And uh, I don't know if they mention it here, uh, but the Basically, this is is important. Like it's it's sometime after the fall of the empire, but in the outer rim, there's still some some remnants of the empire. And uh, for some people, life hasn't changed that much, and uh, they may not even know that the empire has fallen. Um, Pedro Pascal, Gina Carano, Omid Abtahi, and Giancarlo Esposito are the only recurring characters in the series. Everyone else is in one episode only as a person of interest in the Mandalorian's current mission, uh, which is probably going to be laid out in episode one and potentially wrapped up in episode eight. Pascal is playing the Mandalorian, whose real name is never revealed, although he's referred to as Dax. Carano is a rival bounty hunter, Lissa, who wants revenge against the Mandalorian for the death of her family, so she's going to be probably the primary antagonist for Pedro Pascal. Abtahi is an engineer named Galk, who frequently helps the Mandalorian, while Esposito is the mobster Grath, who frequently employs the Mandalorian and ultimately double-crosses them, which, I mean, you know Giancarlo Esposito. He's, he's, uh, he's going to play a character that's going to double-cross you, if anything. Um, he also orders Lissa's family's death and ultimately kills Galk. And in the final episodes, the Mandalorian and Lissa have to join forces against him. So it's one of those things where it's like, hey, two antagonists. Um, but ultimately it's revealed that one was behind it all along. Sort of like uh, like Glass, from what we understand. <laughs> um, oh, God. Um, uh, they also confirm that Nick Nolte and Werner Herzog only have voice acting roles. Like we said, they're going to be playing CGI characters. Um, there was a rumor that Nick Nolte's playing an Ugnaught, which I really, really hope uh, is true. And then Carl Weathers plays a political leader targeted for assassination, while Emily Swallen plays the kidnapped daughter of a crime lord. Um, so it definitely sounds really interesting. It sounds like it might be... It does really... Nick, you brought up 1313. It sounds very video game-esque, where it's like there's this story, this main story that he's on, but there are a lot of other side quests that he's doing. Uh, that somehow are going to like yeah. all come back and cross into the main story. What do you make of this? Like, what's the biggest takeaway that you have from this this leak? Uh, I guess the character confirmations and stuff. I I wasn't actually expecting Carl Weathers to be some kind of like uh, what is he playing? Like a uh, political leader. Yeah, I thought he would actually be like some kind of like mercenary or something. But I mean, I mean, he's kind of older, so I guess it makes sense. I was thinking like an aged kind of mercenary as well, like. Uh... Maybe like an old bounty hunter, uh, potentially. But if if he's a political leader, that's really interesting as well. But I mean, good old get good old Apollo in there. Uh, well, he needs to be Dylan. Dylan, if you like that handshake? You son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> the best. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he kind of plays like we know Dylan kind of kind of double crossed as well. It'll be interesting to see if uh, Carl Weathers kind of double crosses the Mandalorian. Um, and then uh, even in that character, targeted for assassination, is the Mandalorian trying to? You know, pull that off, or is he trying to protect him? Uh, 
there's still a lot of a lot of interesting things here. Um, what about you, Aaron? What do you what do you make of this? What's the biggest takeaway for you from uh, from this leak? The biggest takeaway is damn. There's a lot of stuff that happened. In this oh yeah, show. A, <laughs> a ton. Jeez. You just got you just got all the spoilers, y'all. Oh yeah, we uh, revealed everything. Uh, everyone is spoiled <laughs> now. Everyone's spoiled. You don't know if uh, Fury's going to show up for the end or not yet. But uh, he is. He's going to talk to uh, talk to the Mandalorian about the Avengers Initiative. The Avengers Initiative, but only to then only be preceded by the uh, the Mandalorian getting his eyes popped out by the mountain. So, there you go. He dies. That's the that's dies. the twist, guys. That's it. No season two. <laughs> no season two. None. Um, but yeah, it is really interesting to kind of like again, like you know, this is. I would say this is really interesting because we got like a mix of spoilers. Basically, this is like a plot synopsis in the vaguest like overview of the entire show. Um, but you know, we there's still I think plenty of twists and turns that are going to be revealed. But we do kind of seem to have a, a rough outline of the series. Um, I personally, I had not, I had not seen that Giancarlo Esposito was in the show until I read this leak, oh, uh, and I'm even even more excited now. Uh, he is a, a genius. Um, and the cast is really, really interesting because you've got like a mix of people that are like really acclaimed actors, and like Gina Carano, who's been in a couple movies, um, but kind of has 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 not really made it on the TV side yet. Uh, but clearly, I mean, from what I understand, like uh, so we did an interview for discussing film. Shouts out uh, with Omid Abtahi, who couldn't reveal anything about the show, but he, in talking about the cast, that was like the most interesting thing that he talked about uh, was that uh, basically everybody in the show, every actor was handpicked by John Favreau. Uh, it wasn't like an audition process. It was like a, everybody was like, I want you for this role. Um, it's like Pedro Pascal was like the handpicked choice to play the Mandalorian. Gina Carano was the handpicked choice to play Alyssa. And when that happens, it's like, I mean, it either works or it doesn't, but I mean, I think there's a much, oh, there's a much better chance that it's like, you know, he, he knows what he had in mind and like, bam, you know, uh, that's what we're getting. But Giancarlo Esposito, of course, not a huge reach for him to play a mobster that double crosses people. Uh, <laughs> you've seen Breaking Bad, um, but uh, I guess if that's you know any other thoughts on the Mandalorian, I mean the first look coming in April, uh, we now kind of have an idea of what we might see. Uh, the production quality sounds like it's going to be insane. Are you, is this like a, a? To me, this is enough for me to buy Disney Plus right here. Uh, but where does this kind of where do you sit right now in Disney Plus? Is this is my most hyped Star Wars thing. I know. Oh my god, me too. No, I'm I'm excited. It definitely makes me more interested in getting it as well. Because it's yeah. no, yeah, it's the first live action Star Wars show. Not to mention the other uh, Marvel shows that are coming out. So Disney Disney Plus is looking up and up. I just waiting for those prices and Absolutely. the actual name of it. <laughs> well, they How much it, that is the name. Disney. Well, they said... Disney streaming service. Come on now. Oh, Disney Disney it. Plus. Disney Plus. Oh, that's the name. Disney Plus. Disc Plus. This plus, all right. Plus, yeah. this plus. Right, that works. This plus. <laughs> uh, well, they said. Um, well, it was Disney Play was the rumor for a while, and everybody was like, "Oh, Display." Um, but I'm kind of glad it's not that. <laughs> the price point for uh, for Disc Plus, we don't know. So they said it's going to be less than Netflix. I think Netflix just went up to twelve ninety nine, didn't it? So that gives them a little bit. Yeah. I'm personally going to guess nine ninety nine. I mean, it really depends That's on what cool. they want to do. Like, if CBS All Access is their model, like, if, if CBS All Access is their model, they'll have two tiers. Like, one is going to be, like, a, a $4.99 or $5.99 with ads version. And then one's going to be, like, a, a $9.99 or $11.99 without ads version. Just kind of like what Hulu does, too. But if it's something like Netflix where they're never going to have ads and it's just going to be one price, it's probably going to be closer to, like, a $9.99 thing. But Bob Iger was, like, very set in stone, like, adamant. He was like, it's going to be less than Netflix. Oh, um, yeah. Which is like, uh, I heard him say up. "f Netflix" at he one point did. in the call too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I believe yeah. that he, uh, you know, he, he definitely. And that's the thing; it's like that's what makes Disney so dangerous as a company. Is like when you're that big and you have that big a library of content, and you're making so much money from other sources, you can take the hit and like make less money on one thing than you could uh, just to undercut your competition. Um, which is why, like, I think a lot of people are worried about the merger, which is a valid, a valid debate. But uh, it'll be interesting to see too, like, when they fold the Fox stuff in, how much of that is going to be on Disney Plus, how much of that is going to be on Hulu, because Disney will own Hulu as well. Um, 
basically they'll own like 70 percent of hulu <coughs> but uh, the landscape is changing my friends um anyways anyways we also have some viewer questions like i said people were really really excited about hybrid tv coming back we got a couple of questions here uh ducktales news i wish we had some ducktales news for you buddy we don't um uh, hmm. but i wish we did uh, <laughs> uh he asks hashtag ask hybrid tv do you think disney plus will do a hulk tv series because they own the rights that's nah. a really really interesting question um, i don't think so dude because hulk's expensive and plus haven't they been trying to do a hulk show for years with like guillermo del toro yeah well, they've been talking about a She-Hulk series. That'd be interesting. Yes, same. That'd be crazy. I would be, it's one of those things where I think the price point would be interesting to watch because like, obviously they're not like they're not fucking around with Disney Plus. Like they'll throw out a hundred million dollars, uh, like to get it done. So I but think like, like, uh, a, like a West Coast Avengers show. That'd be dope. I know the Russo brothers have been talking about Great Lakes Avengers. That'd be really funny. Oh uh, yeah. If they wanted to do that. Um, but I, you know, again, like it's they. It, that's the craziest thing about Disney Plus is it's like I would love for them to do that, especially if Ruffalo was like, all right, maybe I don't want to do the movies. Like I would, I would love for them to do like a take on the original Hulk show, just have Hulk traveling around in like an RV. Um, That'd be but, awesome. Would, would would Banner do that at this point in his life though? I don't know, like because that's that because that's the thing with Infinity War, we never really get to see what the status quo is for. For, for Banner back on Earth, and hopefully we'll see that in Endgame, because we see him at the Avengers facility uh, in the beginning of that trailer. Um, but it's like, he, he shows up on Earth, like in the Sanctum Sanctorum, and then he goes to goes to the Avengers facility, and we never see how Hulk is seen on Earth. Uh, we haven't seen, like, is Banner still on the run from the army now that he's saved the world a couple times? Uh, you know, will he be after he saves the world again uh, in Endgame? Uh, who knows? But that's definitely an interesting storyline to watch in Endgame. Um, so Nick, what do you think? Do you think they'll do a Hulk TV series? Um, probably not, unless, like, something pretty big happens for his character. I mean, I guess it might be cool, like, if he became, like, Joe Fixit or something like yeah. that, but, I mean, that, <laughs> or just, like, a bouncer or something, yeah. I don't know, but, uh, but, like I, I said, that. I'd rather see, like, a She-Hulk or something, I think that'd be cooler, just because, also, it would fit, because she's, like, a, wasn't she, like, a lawyer or something, or... Yeah, she is. She is a lawyer. Uh, Jennifer yeah. Walters. On the Spider Woman cool. show too. Uh, I don't. I. But he said, did they own the right? I don't know if they own the rights though, or they're I think they're to get still. From... I think they're still sharing it with Universal. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, it is really. It's going to be really interesting to see if if that happens. That's what's so dangerous about Disney Plus is they own the rights to all these characters. They could do a show about anyone. Like they're doing a Winter Soldier and Falcon show for God's sakes. Like that's massive. They're doing a Loki show with Tom Hiddleston, a Scarlet Witch show with Elizabeth Olsen. The MCU has been able to attract some of the biggest names in Hollywood to their movies. And now they're like, oh, we're going to pay you competitively, like, movie rates to be in this TV series. Which is kind of like, to me, that's GG. Like, there's nothing, anybody, unless these shows are, like, absolute trash. Like, there's nothing anybody can do, like, to compete with that. Because um, Disney has, they finally, like, like I said, they'll take a hit on profit just to basically flex on you. Like, it's it's kind of <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but I'm. I'll be interested. I would. I would love a She-Hulk show as well. Uh, but I do still want. You know, we've never seen Rolk. Yeah. Hulk versus Rolk series would be pretty cool. Waru, our boy, Waru back. Clocky bot himself, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, the biggest fan of hybrid podcast on the face of the earth. We knew he would get a question in, and he did. He says hashtag Ask Hybrid TV. Have you guys ever watched an episode of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? I've never cared about Sabrina, but I decided to give it a try. It starts off really slow, but around the middle of episode three, I'm getting a little more interested. It's been a century since I've listened to an HN podcast. I'm glad they're back. Well, thank you, Waru. I'm glad they're back as well. It feels like it's been a century since we recorded one of these. We are, we're, you guys aren't rusty. I'm rusty. Uh, but uh, it's, it's been a minute. I'm glad to be back as well. I'm, I know, I think you guys are glad to be back. Um, but yeah. have you guys watched an episode of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Because we talked about it so much before the show went off the air. Uh, and, oh, and uh, yeah, we uh, I have. I've uh, seen like the first episode or so, episode and a half. Okay. I think it's cool. It's it's an enjoyable show. You know, it's like um, has a darker take on it than what we're used to. 
and I I need to. It's one of those shows that's on my list to continue watching because I have so many shows that I've started but not finished. So it's definitely uh it's gonna be one of those. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a show. Uh, it's, gonna be I, a show. <laughs> it's gonna be a show. I would be. I'm I'm really interested to see like kind of what happens with season two because it's like I never had any interest at all. Um, never had any interest at all in watching the series. If I'm being honest, uh, especially after I heard like Salem didn't talk. And if Salem does talk yeah. in the later episodes, I'm in. I'm in. Just let me know. Uh, but uh, no, no interest if Salem's not uh, not talking to me. But uh, as soon as I heard they were getting sued by the Satanic Church, I was like, "Yes, this is. <laughs> uh, I must watch this. And I still haven't. But uh, awesome. definitely, they filmed them back to back, so they're releasing the new season sometime like later this year as well. Um, or they might have already released it, honestly. Uh, but Nick, what do you think? Are you in on Sabrina? Are you out? I haven't started it. The man, the myth, so legend. I'm out. He's out. All right. So I guess we're all all out except Aaron, who kind of was like he, he's a pinky toe and just you know, dipping his feet in the water. Just got uh, my tippy tips in. Because I heard it was I heard it was one of those things where it was like you could tell it was definitely like at one point like a Riverdale spinoff, but it was a lot darker than a lot of people expected from what I heard. Yeah, dude, definitely. But you know, I'll get there eventually. I felt the same way you felt about seeing them not talking as I did with Gordon's lack of a mustache in Gotham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're still not giving it to him. Still not giving it to him. I thought, at least in the last season, Dude, Why is Gotham still a thing? I don't even know, man. I really, like, cannot... It boggles the mind, to be honest, that it is still a thing. Uh, no offense, Gotham faithful. I just, I watched the first season and was like, there's no way this is getting picked up. And, like, every time it's gotten picked up has... Uh, has shocked yeah, I remember me. when it, it was like coming out and like we were like all trashing it. Like, remember when the first season was dropping? Like, we reviewed it and stuff. Yeah, and... I maintain like there's one episode of that show that is like the worst episode of TV that I've ever seen in my life. Uh, like, Whoa. not you know, not even trying to like be that mean to it, um, but it's true. I uh, I just it's some of the worst writing I've ever I've ever heard uh, seen. Worst I've ever encountered in my day. But, uh, you know, I, I hear it's gotten better and it's found a community, so I applaud it for sticking around because it's a hard thing to do in the network landscape. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, it's working for some people, and that's that's enough for that's enough for the show. But, uh, all right, guys, if you want to ask a question that we very probably will answer on air, uh, drop us a line in the comment section down below, wherever you happen to be listening. Uh, SoundCloud, just uh, use the hashtag AskHybridTV in the comments. Same thing on YouTube. You can even hit us up on Twitter. We might remember to check. Uh, but we definitely will answer the questions if you send them. It's my favorite part of the show, uh, and I think these guys like it too. Uh, also, before we go, a quick word. Uh, please donate to us on Patreon. We like, like, love that support. Uh, I was going to say we like that money, but <laughs> we do like that money. <laughs> it helps us keep bringing you guys incredible content. Uh, if you guys really love Hybrid Network, there's no better way to support us because you know how shysty YouTube is. Uh, so Patreon is really the most direct way you can help us creep uh, creep making the content, keep making the content that you guys enjoy and we enjoy making. And you'll get a bunch of bonuses too. I think at the $5 tier, you get a custom weekly newsletter that I design for you based on the options that you pick out. Uh, at a lower tier, you'll also get access to high-quality podcast downloads so you can take them on the go. Uh, you can download them to listen offline, uh, all of those things, and much, much more. There are merch tiers where we'll send you shirts and sweatshirts. Uh, if you hit in a, a swag bag you'll get a swag bag if you want we'll send you a bag i don't know what kind it of bag it'll in be. it though exactly uh we got so let me let me pull up the patreon for the people right now i know there's one tier where we got a t-shirt there's a certain tier where if you pay enough we'll dab with you we'll dab with you <laughs> we'll we'll show up where you are uh and dab we'll give uh, depending them to on... you. <laughs> x so we'll take a blowtorch out in our car. <laughs> uh so h and entertainment so basically, the five dollar tier you get uh, just a quick rundown for the people. Five dollar tier you get a custom newsletter. We will follow you on social media, and you get our exclusive Patreon feed where we'll have exclusive updates, polls, and more. For co-producers, uh, you get exclusive status in that first tier. You'll get access to editorials and our original series outlines, and early access to the full-length podcast, which you can actually download. For the assistant producers, you get all of the lower tiers. That's $20. You get exclusive weekly polls, and you can suggest content ideas to us that we'll probably put into effect, as well as an exclusive monthly Q&A. And at $40, you'll get a daily a daily custom newsletter that I'll write to you every day. 
uh, built to match basically everything you know and love. Your name will be credited in the description for all of the videos at this level because you're basically really our, our biggest supporter. Um, and at the $60 tier, you get a monthly movie viewing and discussion over Skype. Uh, and you get any size h and Entertainment shirt and hoodie. Uh, so you get basically the swag bag. So if you love h content, there is no more direct way to help us keep making the content that you love than donating on Patreon. Because like I said, YouTube is a fickle bitch. And uh, sometimes she doesn't always give us what we do. So, with that in mind, please drop us the one. So where can people down. follow y'all on social media? Well, Aaron? if you if you want to find me, uh, you can find me out under your bed, uh, no. inside oh, no. your. What? You can find me inside your your local your local Starbucks bathroom. Uh, you can find me on the side of the road begging for money. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to if you want to find me on on a line though, you can find me at the real Aaron Alexander. On the Instagram. All right. Absolutely. You can find me on, uh, on Twitter at CJ uh, Pascal. Uh, you can find Nick. Uh, where can they find you, Nick? You guys can find me on Twitter and sometimes on Instagram at who's underscore Nick. All righty, guys. Thank you so much for watching or, I guess, listening, uh, depending on the various outlets that you may have en enjoyed this agent content from. Uh, that is going to do it for this episode of Hybrid TV. Be sure to check in next week for another brand new episode. Drop us a comment if, or if you want to comment. Drop us a question if you want that question answered. But for Aaron and Nick, this is CJ, and we'll see you next week. 